Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, we're talking to one of Australia's very notorious sex workers, Scarlett Leone. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Ditch the use of the junk drawer scissors and the same beard trimmers you shave your face with to use on your balls. Go to manscaped.com, use promo code HERMAN to save 20% to get waterproof ball trimmers and everything else you can need for your junk at manscaped.com. Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for everything you've done to help get this rant to where it's been. As we've all heard for the past few months, the rant has gone global. And thanks to our friends in Australia, we are now able to have one of the most elite sex workers in Australia, Scarlett Leon, on with us. How are you doing, Scarlett? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> doing very well. Thank you for asking. Uh, for me here, we're in the, the early evening for us. I think you're just in the morning time, right? You, you, I think you said you hadn't even got coffee yet. No, so it's uh, it's just about to come to 9am um, in Perth, Western Australia. Um, you guys are essentially living my past. I'm living your present. So today's the 28th. <laughs> if you are the present, you're everybody's gift. So that's a good thing. See, now I can be punny too. Oh, uh, I'll put you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing, but you can't say it, but I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> so I have done a very quick Google search on you here. <laughs> and uh, you have quite a extensive internet profile, either yours or faked. And there's people have questions about you on you. It's pretty funny, actually. I, uh, I think you have ones that are asking, let's see here. Facebook's got follow to relax. She's so hot. You got so many things of followers and things all around you. What is it that you typically use? Where can people find you, follow you, or whatever it is that they can do with you? Where can they find you? Uh, my most active social media account is at Scarletleon underscore. S P A R L E T L Y O N E underscore. And just please note that you do have to put the whole name in because I've been shadow banned on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also have a Twitter account. I know that you guys in the States um, really get around Twitter. It's not as big in Australia, but I did do this for you because um, you guys actually make up 85% of my following. So um, big shout out to you guys. So that's at Leon Scarlet. Sorry. Um, my website is www.scartleone.com and very recently, as of a couple of weeks ago, I have set up an OnlyFans account. Um, just note that this isn't the same content as what you would find on my website. Um, it's just a little bit of future-proofing um, because I know that Instagram and Facebook have very recently tightened their, um, their rules and terms and conditions so they're coming down on, people, on the um creators who make adult content so my only fans is scarlet leone okay yeah i was looking on instagram you have a few people making fake profiles for you on here. yeah i this is it it was um quite frustrating when it started to happen but then um like people know that um i think they, they know what's mean what's not and 
I try my best to like warn people when I see something coming up and it's gotten to the point where I have such a loyal base of um, supporters that if something does come up, then they will actually alert me before I even see it. So um, I am the one who runs all of my social media. No one else runs it for me. So it's all very personal and, yeah, you just won't see you won't see the stories that you do of me on any other account, really. So nice. I have thought about doing, starting to do, like, live streams on my socials so that people know that it is me um, because I haven't really um, gotten to the point of a verification badge just yet. Um, nice. So, yeah. See, you're out there. I, I find it funny that you've got Americans, especially for uh, social media accounts, that are a good, good portion of a following you have. And I find that funny because Americans as a whole on just the face are such prudes about nudity and sexuality and anything of that nature, like in the outright public, but privately they're freaky as all hell. So this is really interesting to me because from day one, I feel like I've just resonated with America. I don't even, I love Australia, but I feel like I belong in America. (laughs) <laughs> just because um, you have just shown me like the most unbelievable support, and I I will like never ever stop showing my appreciation for my American supporters because you guys are the reason that I can do what I do, and I'm not ignorant to the fact that without that like that support, my brand wouldn't be what it is today. So I've just I've just I'm baffled to know that. Yeah, and I would say you have got white American male kryptonite. It is a weird stereotype to say things, but white dudes are all about Asian women, and then you have an accent. Like, it just... You are so funny. Yes. Yes, I think that Asian um, accent is background does help me a little bit. Um which is actually really funny off topic, but because it took me a long time to um, grow into the confidence that I have today about um, being Asian because I think as a, as a little kid growing up in Australia, even though I was born here, I was quite – I went to, like, a white school, so um, I, I was bullied, like, heavily throughout – my primary school years when I was really young and always thinking there was something wrong with me and um, because I look so different to those kids and, you know, I grew up in, like, the ghetto so I didn't have the things that they did and I actually really struggled being Asian um, and finding my, like, being comfortable with my, like, identity. Um, And so now the whole thing is completely flipped and I know I'm not... (laughs) I'm not going to play dumb and say like, oh no, I don't, I don't know that people don't love the whole the Asian background because I do. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a, it's a really nice thing. So yeah. Yeah. And, and if it works for you, you're good. I, I've said quite frequently in just normal regular day life, when I reflect back on being younger and being in elementary school and junior high and high school, and the people that we all thought were the popular people, the people that were outspoken, tended to be people that either were more comfortable with their own 
insecurities or oddities or we're deflecting from them. A lot of people that were comfortable then aren't comfortable now who they've become into. I mean, myself, I, I'm six foot one, 225 pounds. And when I got into my high school years, the freshman year, I don't remember how tall I was, but I was one of the smallest kids in the school. I weighed 97 pounds. It took a bunch of me growing to be confident. I wasn't confident then. And I'm way, way, way too confident now. So I kind of get where you're coming from, but I grew up in a school with a bunch of white people that were bigger than me. And so I'm not athletic. I didn't have the best grades. I wasn't the dumbest kid. I didn't go out and smoke. I wasn't a big partier. So I didn't really fit into all those niches of different people, but I was friends with everyone there. You, however, developed into a beautiful woman that fit in. You and I are like the same person because I, I never really had, um, start of high school, never had, um, a big group of friends. I wasn't really a big party or I didn't want to go and, um, go drinking and stuff. I, um, I was the only Asian in my school and I'll just have you know that the high school that I went to was, um, like the population of it was like 70% Asian because it was one of those independent schools that, so it's just under private, but it's not, so it's not government funded. Um, that was very, I guess, um, academically like quite an elite school, but I went because I actually, um, and a tennis scholarship because I was really, I, I played tennis. That was my, that was my sport throughout my nice. childhood year. And um, I went to go and pursue that. But I was the only Asian in that school that didn't take maths. <laughs> you broke the stereotype. I can't say that I'm academically gifted. So you know what, Herman, we just have to, we have to take our strengths and you have to recognize what you're not good at and just go balls to the wall with what you, the things that you've been given in life. Exactly. Absolutely. If you've got it, if you've got it, use it, damn it. Like, God. I, guess, I think that people who, um, and that being said, obviously what I do being very based on um, my looks, and I know that, um, I have gotten a lot of um, criticism about, oh, you know, it's not a real job and this and that, and, you know, you should go and go to university or learn a trade or whatever and being like heavily judged um and it was really hurtful when my family and my my sisters in particular because I'm very close with them um did question what I the decision that I had made to do what I do um but it's like you know what if if you had the same opportunities and given like the time that we live in just the amount of opportunity that you can have from social media and from putting yourself out there is just like unbelievable the voice that you were given um and eventually like it gives you choices to you know make your make your impact and to really make the like the changes that you want to make in in the world really also so I think it's just an amazing thing I agree. I, I couldn't agree more with that. I mean, you get the opportunity to be really your own boss, make your own hours, do your own thing. On the flip side of that, 
any and every entrepreneur that's ever gone out there, everyone is very jealous of the quote unquote hours you work. They don't realize that it's not a nine to five job. You're actually working probably close to 24 hours a day when it comes to making content, generating content, putting it out there, promoting and doing other things that go out for it. So it's not like you just snap a picture and put it up and all of a sudden now you're an internet sensation. There's work behind all that. It's really funny that you bring this up because um, so I am, I don't know if you know, but I am a chef by trade. So I work very long hours. I'm talking like 60 to 70 hours a week. I'm in a kitchen and it's very, it's physically, it's so physically um, straining and I guess mentally and emotionally as well, given the fact that it's, very, it's very male dominated, and um, because the the roots of the chef world actually come from like a military background, so it's it's very you know there's your, there's a there's a hierarchy, um, and so that's my that's essentially my if you want to call it a day job, that's what I do, and then you know I come home and I start on my business. So it but even without the chef work over the past few days that we've had off for Christmas I decided to work 11 12 hour days because um that's how much and and I'm still I still feel like I'm behind because (laughs) there is just so much to do and everyone thinks that you know um oh yeah you just you look pretty and that's it um but that's not and it's it's all about it's just like anything with a product you are trying to like you're trying to sell yourself essentially you're trying to sell a product you're trying to um it's also selling a lifestyle oh it's all the same thing it's like there's no i mean i can't say it's it's not different too but i mean like you would be selling like an apple computer you gotta it's the brand awareness it's the marketing it's the all of those things that make it that that product oh yeah Um, which is absolutely it's it's around the clock work um, and, and no offense, I guarantee like, you wake up looking gorgeous and fantastic, but I'm also positive. You also um, wake up with bedhead. So it's not like you just roll out of bed and snap a picture. <laughs> I don't call me the girl next door for nothing. I'm not, I am not at all <laughs> a, a super, I'm not, I don't wake up like perfect at all. None of it's, um, like, oh my God, even my freaking toenails aren't like paint, like they're all cracked and stuff. So I can't <laughs> But you've worked at something, you're making a name for yourself, you're growing, and it's something that you're aspiring to be able to do, and you're doing it very well, if I if I might add that. What's funny is this wasn't something that was presented when I was in high school by a career guidance counselor. There wasn't anything to this effect. I mean, I'm 36 years old. I was typing in, in typing classes in junior high and in high school. The, we were using, uh, what was it? A uh, pink monkey was the, what we're using to get like some book things for it, but there wasn't social media. There wasn't anything that was building up toward this. And for me, this is something that's coming new in the past 20 years of how it's grown out to doing things. And you have been able to start there and 
explode with what you're doing. And that's something that I think people take for granted. They think that any good looking individual can do that and it's not that hard. Well, it is hard. It is difficult. And honestly, anyone getting paid for doing it, kudos to you. You've done it. You've been able to do it. Uh, if you're still a chef, you're obviously not a millionaire by doing it yet. So you're still going hard. It's a, um, I don't think you don't become a chef for the money. You become a chef for the love of food. And that's, it's so interesting to, um, there's such a contrast between my, you know, my personal brand, what I do out of that time, I am a chef. And um, because it's such a, it's almost like a, it's yes, chef, yes, chef, I will do. Like it's, it's very, um, you're being told what to do all day and you're running around all day and um, it's tiring and then you don't do it for the money. I think um, um, it's all definitely for the food and a lot of the times you do miss out on, um, you know, family events and this and that because you're working. So it's uh, – and I, I don't even want to talk about the pay because it's, <laughs> it's – I, I think it's one of the lowest paid trades out there. Um I can agree with that. I was in there in the industry for a long time, so I agree with you. Uh, It's extremely, like you know, it's extremely rewarding, and I think that nourishing another person and feeding them is like the most one of the most. I want to I want to take it to that level and say the most beautiful experiences because you are sustaining someone else and like for their day, and it's just the happiness that you can give them in like whatever the half an hour of a meal is just like, like when you have a really good meal, those are like one of the best slices of life. And um, I think that you, you remember those things. Um, So yeah, I think that that, that's one of my, there is a, um, a a goal with my um, journey as a chef and what I, there is something that I do want to do in the future, but it also um, with my personal brand, it ties in because uh, I want to make a global impact eventually. Um, so yeah, it's and then obviously you, I come home and Scotland is something completely different. Where it's just, I mean, it's a it's a very it's another side of me that's this. My brand is completely. It's just me expressing myself completely. Um, now, do the two worlds collide? Do you bring the chef world into the Scarlet Leone? <laughs> um, yes, it's, it, I do, yes. Um, and it's actually a lot of fun. There's a lot of content that can be made around uh, whipped cream. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, now that's fun for the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's great. Um, never running out of content ideas with that one. Are you looking to do anything like Naked News meets Rachel Ray in terms of that being kind of your content out there so you kind of have that as a market? I personally am fearful of that because I've cooked bacon in a tank top and I hurt myself, so I don't want to go that far. But um, It's really funny because um, I, know, I know that it's not at all safe and I, I really don't want to promote cooking without um, PPE on and I, it, you can get some serious injuries. Um, so I try not to do anything too 
anything that in, like involves too much heat. Um, yeah, I think I need to like to, as a disclaimer before any videos, like um, video tutorials I do, don't try this at home. <laughs> this <laughs> like, is just for entertainment. Uh, this is not for you to be doing. <laughs> just, for yep, just enjoy the next three minutes of, of your life. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. it, how did you transition into Scarlet Leon? What brought you into this industry? Such an interesting question because I haven't actually thought about this um, for a while because I've just been so busy working. But I have always had, ever since I was, like, young, I um, have always had a very, I want to say, like, a sexual side to me. Um I was actually brought up as a Jehovah's Witness. So um, the way that I, I guess, I could identify this side of me when I was like, I don't know, I want to say 16, 17, and I had, I was brought up as a Jehovah's Witness since I was about two years old was when my mum found the religion. So um, knowing that I had like very strong sexual urges and to know that that was um, almost, I mean, it's prohibited in, in the world of um, the religion, kind of, it almost amped up the, because I knew that it was wrong, so it felt, I feel like I was quite, like, rebellious. Um, <laughs> and then growing up, um, I don't know, 17, 18, 19, I kind of, like we, we fell out of the religion and I went and explored that side of me and found that I really it, what started off with a couple, taking a couple of photos um, for you know the people that I was dating at the time. Um, I just really loved, I guess, being on camera. And then um, when I became single, I I made more and more content and then it just, what started off with fitness videos turned into something that was quite sexual in nature. And then, you know, social media comes along and it's, it's just this massive opportunity to be seen and to be heard. And um, I had seen a few girls doing it at the time, but I never thought like I could do it myself. Um, and then I just started releasing a few videos here and there and people really liked it. And then it just became this, really big thing um and then at the start of I mean the audience grew and grew and grew um and I couldn't believe it myself so I think that uh, I've never had an issue with communicating my beliefs and I'm all about spreading like goodness and positivity and encouragement to people who might need it because um you know I came from from nothing so but I really wish that I had someone to tell me like you know, you can do this and look at look at this opportunity. And <clears throat> um, so I'm all about that. And I used that and my content to become, I guess, to make what Scarlet Leone is today. And, yeah, people just got really got around it. And then it got to the point where, you know, I, they wanted more. And so I naturally I, I went down the route of, starting my own website and that's how Scarlett Leone became what she is today. 
Nice. And see, you said you wanted someone to be there to kind of encourage you to be able to do this. But going back to like a high school career advisor or counselor, if you go into an office and someone says, hey, if you take off your clothes, I can give you some money. That's not okay. That's pervy. Now, if you're going as an adult to make these choices in your own right, you could be that way. That's not something that can be said when you're younger. And if you're like any one of my friends or myself, we were all looking at this when we were kids. I remember being, uh, have to have been before I was driving. So 15, 14, 13. And it took, I think like 16 hours to download one picture. And we're like, go, 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 go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, you'll see it the next day. Yeah. You kind of wake up and you're like, it's there. But like, hide it before your parents find it. And they don't know how to use the computers. Oh, but you're like, no. You could just go down to the news agency and grab a magazine. <laughs> but I guess that's not the same as seeing the girl next door, is it? It's not. And when I was a kid, you couldn't. We couldn't walk down. I mean, you know, pimple faced kids couldn't go in and buy a magazine like that because you had to be eighteen years old to buy it in the states. So we couldn't just pick one up. This is true. So yes. it's one of those things that's like. Yeah, you have an ability to build your own platform and kind of develop who you are out of that and kind of work that into your own persona and how you want to be perceived. How does that work for your family life? Do they know about what you do? Are they okay with it? Yeah, so my, um, they don't know in depth what I do. I don't think that, uh, not to my, I, I'm not aware of them um, being a subscriber to the site or anything. Um, but I'm sure that their friends are, and lots <laughs> <laughs> of it. But I also had, um, I have very, I'm very strong in my beliefs of what I am doing, and I see, I know that, I know that to be successful, you have to be um, ready to be very misunderstood, and I don't think people don't understand like you, what you see as um, on my. Social media and my site is like it's more than what meets the eye, and I um I've been I've stayed true to myself and my vision, um and some people I mean like my family who I love very much and I'm very close to my two sisters in particular, um one of them actually really supports what I do like like nice. she says to me I'm so proud of you for making something out of nothing and I have. She is someone that I've been able to have the conversation with about, like, this is where I see it going and this is what, this is the impact I want to make on the world and this is how I see myself doing it. Um, and to use my strengths to to make that dream a reality. Whereas um, my other one, I mean, she's got kids and I, so I've got little nephews and um, she's very much more, uh, her husband's side of the family is very conservative so um, naturally she kind of takes on those, like, you know, those beliefs and stuff as well. So she kind of looks at it and it's hard for her to accept. Um, I don't believe that she's seen the, the content, um, but I know that as, I mean, as this grows and I, and that's my intention absolutely is to put my heart and soul into my, my brand and become like, I want everyone, I want I want Leone to be global and I want you know as much um, 
exposure as I can have to make that impact. And naturally they will end up seeing it one day. But I think that it's it's not really spoken about very much um, in my family. To me, I think it's something that kind of gets swept under the mat. Um, But you bring up a good point about that. How do you – I I always think about when someone has the videos or pictures up or if you're a sex worker and it's a client's going to kind of book time with somebody. In my first look at things, it's always, oh, shoot, your mother or father or uncle or brother or sister are going to see this. It it really extends beyond that. You're going home to your sister's husband seeing this. brought that up because I think it's something that you have to be okay with I think that um, to go down this route you have to be um, very comfortable in what you're doing and there has to be a certain amount of um, assurance with what you're doing whether that comes from yourself or from like having people support you like friends or family Um, and you have to be Essentially, like, you know, there's the pros and cons, like everything in life, um, but I, it helps to really just stay focused on why you're doing it and um, it's been great because it has really taught me to not care about what people think of me because nice. at, the same, at the end of the day, I'm still like the loving auntie to your, to your kids and I'm still, um, I'm still the chef and I'm still your little sister that loves you and like all of those, all those things don't change. They, they do not change because I do this on the side. So, um, yeah. And that's, I would like, if I was one of your nephews, I would try to bring you to career day. Cause I want to make my teacher feel weird. Like I would find that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I won't, I won't, well, it has crossed my mind that, you know, when they grew up, cause they're only, I mean, they're, they're both under two and another one's another one's on the way. She's having another baby. So nice. Congrats um, that. Soon. But she I mean, I do look at them and every time I I love them more than anything in the world. And I do look at them and I think, oh, you know, one one day <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna grow up, you're gonna be sixteen, seventeen, you think, is that my auntie? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean I, I mean I'll I'll learn how to tackle that one day, but I just I feel like this is a lesson not I'm not trying to at all promote you know taking your clothes off to to do what like if it's not your your thing in life at all to, that you that I don't want people to think that you need to do that I'm not selling that idea I'm selling the idea of look at this amazing thing called social media and the internet that is painted so negatively um with the, with the same brush that it's this and that and it's it's really bad for you and like it you know you have to give it a certain amount of control but at the same time um you have to kind of look at it as an opportunity to to see the impact that you can make from sitting in your on your couch in your living room in Perth Western Australia in freaking like Sydney in LA like no matter where you are if you're in like Africa I, I, it's just this incredible thing and I, I want to actually teach them as they grow up, like look at what you can do and the opportunities that come with it. You're capitalizing um, on a market that has already been established by others before you 
but is a global market that not everyone's tapping into. It is really considered in American culture a taboo to be able to, to do this and to do it outright. Yet the multi-billion dollar industry speaks for itself. It is something that you're able to control yourself. You are able to grow an audience. You're able to be an entrepreneur. So instead of having to go out and rebuild an engine or build a house or something like that, you're able to build your own self and your own persona and put that out there to have other people's joy come from that. It's something that's not a normal thing when you think of what's your career path. At least for me, it's not a normal thing. Then again, years ago, podcasting was not a normal thing. And now it's all over the place. Everyone with a microphone and a cell phone and half a wit is doing the same thing. Exactly. And I think that like you made such a good point there. I think that um, people do see it as this, you know, it's not a real job and it's not like, it's not a real career because when you think about it, all of the, like, so you look at all the accounts that you follow on social media or you look at what you're actually looking at online and the people that you um, that you watch. And really, if you put all those people together, it's like you actually wish that you had that within you to do that. But, you, but some people just kind of see it as I feel like people paint it with a brush that's just so negative because it's something that they – couldn't do in themselves and and that's completely fine it's just like don't give other people like don't criticize other people for deciding to take this route in life because it's something that you couldn't do yourself because it is of course it's risky like any like anything is um but I just think that people just need to stop criticizing it and saying that it's not a real and a real job or a real career um because it you do make an impact um and it's it's just amazing because in Australia it's it's definitely not as big as it is in America so yeah I, I think that also Way plays more- a part with the you know tabooness and the hypocrites of the you shouldn't do this you shouldn't watch that that's horrible that's immoral and then they go home and they're turning it on so it's not okay to perform or do, but it's okay to watch and get off to that. That's fun. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just don't, you know, I can't explain human nature. I think that we have a lot of growing to do and um, there just needs to be more of an understanding of, you know, people using different talents to, to communicate different ideas. Um, yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of what I feel. I think you're right on that one. And I think that people take their own joys their own way. And I I don't know anyone that's not having fun having sex or masturbation. You're doing it because it is fun. That's what you do it for. If you were having a bad time with it, you wouldn't keep doing it. So that's kind of what the content's there for. That's what people enjoy. If you don't want to be a part of doing that, that's fine, but don't shun those who are. And I also like when it comes to uh, porn in general is a fun thing for us because we in a college house would watch porn as a household together. A group of people would come over and we'd sit there and just critique it and laugh at it and crack jokes with it. 
And it's a funny thing because we also had a friend that, and this has been told a few times on the show, was traveling over in Europe and brought back just really low grade. Like it was burned porn. Like they burned it off of their own DVDs and put onto another DVD and they put cover art on a wall and you had to pick like the cover art. And we sat there and we just died laughing at how bad things were. And so that always brings me into the content of what would be your blooper reel story that you'd want to have to tell people that you think would be hilarious? Uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> so I, um, something that had happened to me before was, um, I was, well, this was um, during my time in London. I actually, um, had been dating a guy and I went home with him one night and we were quite drunk. So I think that, you know, you're not really thinking when you're drunk. Um, and then obviously like we started to get it on and then he, took out a um, like this bullet vibrator and then he um, he put it like in my ass and then I was just kind of surprised because I hadn't really done that before um, and it was just this really little thing from um, from like I guess it'd be like almost like going to Walmart and buying like a little bullet vibrator <laughs> um, and the thing got stuck. In, like it got stuck in me and, <laughs> and so um it would have been like that would have happened I don't know maybe 11 o'clock at night and I stayed over at his place and we couldn't get it out we just couldn't get it out and then I went and tried to get it out in the bathroom and his housemate came in and he said do you need some help oh, <laughs> Believe he was, and he was serious. He was like, you know, I'll put my finger up there and try and get it. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sure you'd love that. And so um, I was just like, no, I just need a minute. Um, I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes trying to get this thing out, and it was still going. I was like, okay, sure, it's battery operated. Surely it's going to die soon. Um, and then I went. I said, you know what? Screw it. it we're just. I'm just going to go to sleep. So I went to sleep with the thing oh, vibrating in me <laughs> <laughs> and I woke up in the morning, which would have been like five hours later because I had worked the next day because um, at the time I was a waitress and I actually, um, the thing was still going when we woke up oh, and I was like, oh, I'm running late for work. So I had to get on the train and it was a Monday morning. And so the train was like really busy and um like, like completely silent and all you could hear was this <laughs> like this whole way to london bridge from where i was and i got to work and it was just i will never forget this day because i mean half an hour later my sister called me when i was in the toilet trying to get it out um my sister called me saying oh like the baby i just had my had just, i just had the baby because that was her first that came along, and I will never ever forget that day. Like that's when I got engaged. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, so that has to be the yeah that the one uh, so far. Oh, so yeah, that's a day that will probably never be forgotten. It'll never be forgotten. <laughs> that's never be forgotten. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I don't think I I can top that. I have got no stories that can ever beat that one. I don't have any ones that were fun things breaking or anything like that. Like they just 
I mean, we've got sex swings and toys and straps and ties and stuff like that. But that's, yeah, that one, I think that one. And then actually my friend's story from years ago scared me, but yeah, I, I can't beat that. <laughs> Oh, that's okay. I'm sure that um, you have lots of time. I'm sure <laughs> and when, when there is, we'll get back on a call and you can tell me. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to catch back up to that. So let's catch everybody up on where they can find you. I know you've got to skedaddle here pretty soon, but uh, let's get the uh, website for you again on here. And everyone, we're going to have the links to all of the social media accounts as well as a website in the podcast description below. Those of you listening on YouTube, this will be in your YouTube description. Now, I do see that you have a YouTube channel as well. Is that your YouTube or is that a fake YouTube? Um, it is a fake YouTube. Um, it's letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it looks like it's up here with 13 subscribers. It's got your website listed on there as well. And uh, it's got four. I do have some, um, some like, supporters and fans who um, actually support support me. So okay. It is. So maybe it's just a fan making this one up for you? Potentially. Yeah. It- Tell me. Yeah, it, it's definitely got John there. I was like, huh. Hey, I feel that if people are going to just take you and try to imitate you and be you, that means you're you're doing well. You, you've you've done well enough for people to want to be you. Someone told me something that someone told me was um, impersonation is the highest form of flattery. So I think that if they can't come up with something original and they can't, you know use their own stuff, then you're doing something right because everyone seems to want to copy you. Yeah, I will take it. Uh, as long as they don't steal like my bank account information and stuff like that, then we're okay. No, that, none of that. Yeah, that's not flattering. Any of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so where can people find you? Uh, so my website is www.scartleone.com. My Instagram is scarletleone underscore. My Twitter account is at Leone Scarlet, and my OnlyFans is at scarletleone. There we go, guys. Everyone, make sure to check that out. We'll also have the listings of her sites on thehermanjames.com. We'll list that up there on the homepage. She'll be listed as the featured podcaster. She is not podcasting yet, from my understanding, but I don't assume that'll be something she can't start soon was, was the what was that called the uh smrs that was when people listen to people eat and stuff that was like erotic or weird to them i i don't remember that was just really weird things for me there's that there's a podcast where you can listen to people eat yeah you just like they scratch the microphone or they're rubbing mm. balloons mm. yeah that's amazing yeah, they had some celebrities were doing it and they were going on YouTube so you could see them doing it. That was them doing it and people listening to it. And yeah, it it was really popular like a year and a half ago. It was ASMR. No, that's something different. Oh you know what? I think that, and I feel like throughout COVID, everyone's had about nine months to like, to, to make up new things. And I wonder what else there could be out there. Yeah. And this is pre-COVID. So this is before people got weirder. <laughs> 
I hope that you've been doing well throughout COVID. I hope that everyone has. I hope everyone has as well. I know that America is fearing a little bit bad, worse, worse than other places in the world. Australia, where I'm from in Australia, actually feels completely normal, but we have um, our population of is way smaller than that in the States. We have 22 million in the whole country. So I think it's a lot easier to control. But, I mean, in Perth, WA, COVID doesn't even – I don't even think it's a thing here anymore. It is a thing here because we have a president who says it's not a real thing and we have people that don't believe it's a real thing. So we have the equivalent to our September 11th. That many people die every day here, but it, it, it's a hoax and it's not real. And it's okay. Yeah. So I turn to beautiful Asian women in Australia to, you know, follow the idea of COVID here in the States. Maybe we should just, maybe everyone should just come to come to Australia. Yeah, see, that would be the thing to do. Maybe not everyone, because, you know, I think the reason why it's been, it's done so well is because we're so small, but, or maybe we should get our prime ministers over there and they can rule the country. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. We're, we're hoping to get this guy out of here pretty soon and we're, we'll see what happens from then, but until then, we're all fucked. <laughs> I just think that everyone needs to, I mean, despite of what everyone's saying around you, to really think about, um, you know, social distancing and taking it seriously because, a, like, a little bit of short-term pain for long-term gain, and that's what happened here in Australia is that we took it really seriously and everyone did their part to, um, you know, control, like, think about their social distancing, think about where they're going, and, I mean, within a matter of, like three months, it's now, it doesn't even, like it's almost, it doesn't exist anymore here. So short-term pain for long-term gain, I think, is the is the key. I think that everyone just needs to kind of, yeah. I agree. Um, I'm also going to use that line on my wife for <laughs> anal, short-term pain for long-term gain. I don't think she's going to buy it though. And I just think like there's so much, you know, you could stay in and watch porn all day and, you know, you could experiment with your own, um, like building up your own brand and thinking about the things that you want to do. And I mean, right now it's a great time because we're going into the new year and you can think about, you know, your goals moving forward and all of that. So I think right now is a really good time for, I mean, it has been for the past like eight or nine months for a year, but self-improvement. And um, I think that's what life's about is just constantly improving and getting better and yeah i agree i think everyone should be logging in to scarlet leone that's s-c-a-r-l-e-t-l-y-o-n-e.com subscribe check out the girl next door stay inside be safe and get some tissues exactly (laughs) all right Scarlett. well i want to thank you for coming in i want to thank you for being a part of this uh, hopefully, uh, we can see you explode across the world here very shortly. And when the world opens up, hopefully you'll be back in the States to make live appearances. Um, I, I would absolutely love that. I know we should um, go for like a coffee or a drink or something. I think it would be great to meet you. So I just want to say thank you so much for your time. And I really I appreciate this so much. So Yes, I hope that everyone has had an amazing Christmas break and um, 
yeah, I can't wait to roll out some really fresh content. Over the next few months, I have some really big things planned for Scarlet Leone, so and my site members especially. So huge love to you guys and huge, huge love to America. Thank you for supporting me. Well, thank you very much, and we look forward to having you back on. Thank you, Hannah. Well, looks like that's all the time we've got for this episode. Make sure you check out scarletleone.com. That way we can thank her for being on the show. Make sure you check out all of her social media handles and websites that are located in this podcast description. If you're listening to this on YouTube, that's in your YouTube description. And why have you not subscribed to the YouTube channel? We've got DIY and how-to videos. Me just mucking the water up with tools and everything that I know how to do, as well as things I don't know how to do. So go on the YouTube channel. That's also located in the podcast description here. And if you're on the YouTube page, you're already there. Hit subscribe and that like button. Don't forget to check out thehermanjames.com and the No Phony Podcast Network. That's nophonynetwork.com. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. And I can't wait to be in your ears next time. <laughs>